0: And most of this year, I've spoken on living in two worlds, where we live in this natural, physical world that we touch, we see, we feel, and all the wonderful senses of the created body that God has given us enjoys. And then, of course, because we've received Christ as our Saviour, we live in the spirit world and we're a part of that world and life is somehow balancing the physical natural world with the spiritual real world in which we also live. And for my final message in this series, I want to share with you this morning when these or how these two worlds merge the physical, natural world, and the spiritual world are able to merge in our lives and give us what I want to refer to a touch of heaven on earth. And I want to read from Malachi chapter 3 this morning and verses 10 and 11. It's a passage that's well known. And I don't want to be talking about tithing. It's going to mention tithing. I want to talk about giving, the essence of giving. And uh, Malachi says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, into God's house, into God's work, that there may be food in my house. And prove me now, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven And pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. So, this morning, as you listen to the ministry of God's Word, I want you to be making room in your life, in your mind, in your heart, uh, in your circumstances. For the blessing of God, he needs room. And often we limit what God can do, but let's not limit that this morning. Let's open our lives entirely to what God wants to give us. And God's word says, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, Says the Lord of hosts. This is my last message in or on living in two worlds, belonging to the natural world in which we are a part of, and also living in the spiritual world which we have been brought into through salvation. Now, I've enjoyed exploring this truth with you. And normally, the two worlds in which we live, the natural and the spiritual, are separate. And uh, they have separate laws, separate dimensions. They are different, the natural and the spiritual. But this morning, I want to show you how you can merge the spiritual with the natural and. Uh, and being able to live with an open heaven and enjoy heaven on earth. Our text this morning tells us that the essence of giving, and uh, Malachi makes reference to uh, a tithing, which, which is not the purpose of my message this morning, but the essence of giving opens the windows of heaven. And I want to tell you that when the windows of heaven are open, we have a touch of heaven upon our lives. Giving releases heaven to earth into our lives. We are never closer to heaven than we are when we give. Giving brings the two worlds in which we live together. And so God has so ordained that as we live in this physical world and we're brought into the wonder of God's spiritual world, that, that the very dimension, the very essence of heaven, which is love and giving, once we come into uh, that life of giving, it's that life of giving that brings heaven and earth together. And I want to tell you this morning, that's what Christmas Is all about. The most quoted verse in the Bible, of course, is John 3 16, where we read, For God so loved, loved the world that he gave, he gave his only begotten Son. God's gift of love brought heaven to earth. Heaven is filled with love and preoccupied with giving. That's what heaven's about. I used to be a little concerned whether I'd enjoy heaven. You know, walking on streets of gold didn't excite me so much. I didn't know how long I would enjoy that for. But realising that the essence of heaven, heaven is filled with love and preoccupied with giving. I'm happy with that. That can occupy millenniums and ages and God's big enough to give us all that, he want, all that he has for us and all that he has planned for our lives. God's gift of his son brought the gift of eternal life to all who believe. Giving was birthed out of the first Christmas and merges the two worlds in which we live with a little heaven on earth. Jesus' birth brought together the spiritual world and the natural world and the power of giving, blessing earth with heaven with the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why giving is so fundamental to Christmas. And in a sense... Each year and every time we give it, it relates, it comes into the domain of love and giving, which is the essence of God. And giving was fundamental. And, and, and when we look at the nativity and the birth of Christ, you'll be amazed how much giving there was. And as I read through the gospel narratives And I noted down every time there was a gift God gave. I came to some 50 times in the nativity story where giving was released into earth, into the situation associated with the wonderful birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. We find that God gives Mary the gift of angelic visitation when Gabriel comes to announce God's purpose in her life. We find that she receives the gift of favour when the angel says, Rejoice, highly favoured one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. We find she receives the gift of conception and behold you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. Then she receives the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. And then the, the, the angel senses uh, some doubt and misgivings in Mary and says, uh, gives her the gift of faith when he says, for with God nothing is impossible. Then Mary gives the gift of obedience. Uh, then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to to your word. And then we see the gift of power. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the baby leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now we don't have time, but I could go on. And over and over we find God gives the gift of his spirit. Gives the gift of glad tidings. Gives the gift of power, the gift of miracles. And the Christmas story is full of God giving. And I want to just jump over right to towards the end of the Christmas story where we have the gift of costly gifts by the three wise men. And we find that uh, they came... And we heard some of the story this morning, and when the Lord opened their treasure, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It was a good question that was asked. The answer that we gave was, to a degree, correct in terms of its symbolism and significance. But I want to suggest to you this morning an alternative answer. I want to suggest to you this morning that God in his wonderful grace and love for his dear son gave Mary and Joseph gold to pay for the expenses of the stable, gave frankincense that the stable might be perfumed and gave myrrh that the baby might be anointed and cleansed, and kept comfortable, and wonderful. I'd like to feel that was the case. The Bible doesn't really tell us, but, but I do know that some 33 years later, we have another instance where God's dear son is heading for the cross, and comes through Bethany, and comes to Simon the leper's home, and Mary comes with the same three presents. She comes with an alabaster box of ointment, gold, a half a litre of costly ointment. This was gold and liquid. And she breaks that. And as she breaks it, she She allows the aroma and the fragrance of that to permeate the room and to bless the dear Saviour. And then she allows the ointment to flow on the feet of Jesus and she washes his feet with her tears. The presence the same even though God allowed his dear son to come to this world and be humiliated. But there were moments when God himself stepped in and made sure that there was some relief and some love and some beauty about the birth of Jesus. Expenses paid, the stable smelled beautiful and the ointment kept that little infant and pleased the mother so much. And then finally, when he headed for the cross, we find exactly the same, the same present, gold, frankincense and myrrh, not in terms of those exact things, but in terms of the significance. Once again, God said, you're going to be forsaken by me. But I'm telling you right now, how dear, You are to my heart, as Mary lavished that love upon the Lord Jesus Christ. I so enjoyed going through the Gospels and marking every verse, and I haven't got time, where someone gave. The Christmas story was full of giving. Giving was associated with the activity of heaven on earth and as we read the Christmas story we find it was full of love for God for a lost world that released his heart in giving and it's almost like reading a record of what goes on in heaven all the time There you've got the Holy Spirit filling someone. There you've got a word of wisdom. You've got direction. You've got leading people. You've got the activity of heaven on earth. And it's symbolized by giving. When God gave his son, he made it possible for the physical and the spiritual world to merge and become one. And in a sense this morning, church, we are tasting and experiencing something of heaven as the physical and the spiritual merge. Our Bible reading from Malachi tells us that giving opens the windows of heaven. The giving of Malachi refers, referred to here was the tithe which Israel was failing to give properly. But I want to look at the totalitarian, the total essence of giving. One of the great laws of giving is, is found in Luke 6:38, where it says, "Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom. God's a generous giver. God's not a stinty giver. God kind of gives and he, you know, he's forcing it to make sure that we have enough room. That's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to bless the world. That's why Jesus came. That's why we celebrate his birth. This is the work of God. And Malachi puts it a little differently. And Malachi says, God says, and prove me now. Not often God says that. But he says, when it comes to giving, you can prove me now, says the Lord of hosts. He's the leader of the armies of heaven. The resources of God are at his disposal. And prove me now, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour you out such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. That's something, isn't it? That we often limit what God wants to give. We limit. You know, our children never limit our presence, do they? Doesn't matter what you give them, they're always asking about something else, maybe more. God wants us to be like that this morning. Two truths stand out here. Open heavens, open windows, open heaven, and the need to make room for God's abundance of blessing. Giving releases the resources of the spirit world into our everyday natural world, merging the two into moments and times and often days and weeks of heaven on earth. The first Christmas was heaven on earth. It was heaven on earth. It was a time so full of giving. It just symbolised heaven. It just showed heaven's love. In all the arrangements and all the story and all that God gave to make it possible, it was a moment of heaven on earth. And it made possible for the entire world to enjoy some of heaven in their world. You know, giving has many dimensions. We can give, and this is probably one of the most important, we can give and receive love. You know, in some ways... It's something that all of us can do. It's not dependent on finances or talents or ability or time. It's not dependent on anything but a heart that loves. We can give and receive love. The Apostle John says in 1 John 4, 8, Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. God is a giver. There's nothing else God can do but give. God is love. And Jesus summed up the law and the prophets in this way. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself and some think this is a third commandment in Matthew 7:12 therefore whatever you want men to do to you do also to them for this is the law and the prophets the gift of love is fundamental to the church it's fundamental to human life because It's that, releases that part of us that was made in the image of God and allows us to enjoy an open heaven. The gift and giving of love opens the windows of heaven, allows us to enjoy a touch of heaven on earth. You know, this is so easy to illustrate. You know, how love opens the windows of heaven. It's so easy to illustrate. Some of you might remember Pastor Marty had a beard some months ago. And I think his greatest concern having that beard was not being kissed by his wife Margot, which I find very hard to believe. <laughs> but you know, the moment came when that beard was shaved. And that night, I'm sure that Pastor Margot put her arms around him and kissed him. And Pastor Marty was that heaven on earth. It was. There's an illustration. And I want to tell you that Luke and Ash know what I'm talking about. And you might remember some two years ago, I told you when I was at Nobby's and I was just waiting on God in terms of maybe some direction for ministry and someone called out for me, it was dusk, and I looked and and the sun was setting and there, there were two figures silhouetted Against the background of the sun, the sea was calm, the atmosphere was absolutely beautiful. And there was Pastor Jono and Kiralee. And they called to me. And I said, What are you doing? And they said, We're making preparations for, the, for meetings, we're doing planning. I want to tell you, Pastor Marty, there was more and planning going on there. <laughs> more and planning going on. What a romantic! moment there was a lot more than planning i think there was a bit of heaven coming down to earth you know we have pastors of the word that now that know how to bring heaven to earth amen amen the pastors aren't saying much <laughs> the wives you wives should be saying amen You know, a hug from a grandchild that has nothing to give but love and puts their arms around you and says, I love you. I want to tell you that's a moment of heaven on earth. A husband or a spouse that gives for no other reason than a heart full of love no calculation, but just wants to give a gift to the one they love. The recipient of that love experiences, for that moment, heaven on earth. God allows the two worlds to come together, for the spirit world is a world of love a world that's preoccupied with giving. That's heaven itself, and when that operates within our lives, when the two lives merge, we live in heaven on earth. Love in all its facets and forms and beauty always gives. You know, we can give love and every one of us are capable of it. There's no reason why we can't give love. All it costs is our open heart. We can give money, finances, things of value. We can give time, effort, energy. We can give our abilities, our expertise, our giftings. We can give ourselves, our lives... We can give adoration, praise, and worship. We can give the gift of sacrifice. There's so much, so many areas we can give. And sometimes we kind of wonder and maybe we calculate, but I want to tell you that when you release giving, you release heaven. When you release giving, the windows of heaven are opened. God is ready. He's, he's pushing you to make a bit more room. There's something good coming your way. I want to tell you this Christmas, there's something good coming your way. As we celebrate and as we give of our worship, as you give uh, and bless your family with your giving, as, as you give in all its wonderful facets. You see, what, what, what Malachi was concerned about was that, that Israel's function, which which had failed to bring a knowledge of of God to the world, was adequately financed. But it wasn't. And God said, look, if you bring to my storehouse, and I want to tell you that God's storehouse now is this world in which he works. And God's world is, is dependent upon our love and love to bring heaven to earth. The world is dependent upon giving of God's people to to evangelize and to bless the world. And that's why when we open our hearts and we give love and we give of our gifts, we've brought God the resources that he needs in this world to bless this world and bring this world. The salvation. Can you see that this morning? We're told that God will open the windows of heaven. I want to look into those windows this morning just for a few moments. I want to see what's going on. See what's going on in heaven. Okay, God says, I'll open the windows of heaven. I want to tell you there's a lot of activity. I want to tell you, Jeremy and Prue, that there's a lot, a lot of activity going on in, on behalf of your life. There's God that's working in his grace. There's God that's organizing and being involved in, in all the medical that you have to go through. There's a God that's arranging for his people to be praying and comforting. There's a God that comes at moments when we feel down and with a word or an act lifts us up where we know he's in control. There's so much activity going on. There's so much activity going on in heaven on behalf of all of us. We don't see it and so often we have to just walk in faith and believe that somehow God you're in control. And so often we feel, uh, this last week, uh, I was up and down at times. I was so excited about my message. At other times I thought, how on earth can I preach this? I had these up and downs and then I said, Lord, why? And God, I sense, said to me that so often that's what life's like. That so often we just, you know, we we just feel we're not going to make it. It's just not working. The plans aren't coming out. There's so much that's not working. But, you know, a word from God just lifts us. Praise God. A word from God just encourages us that he's in control. God's work is sure and steadfast. It will be completed. It will bring about his purposes. It will bring glory to his name. It will bring heaven down to earth as the natural and the spiritual world in which we live Merge. You know, heaven's a busy place. You know, if we looked in, I'm not interested in what God's doing in other churches, but I'm interested in what God's doing in this church. And you know, there's just so much going on in heaven on your behalf. Pastor Marty, I sense that there's revelation coming. There's going to be plans. There's going to be actions that initially you're not going to be comfortable with. You're going to feel I haven't got the resources, but God said, Don't depend on your resources, depend upon his. So much activity going on in terms of of God's direction and God's leading and that's true in all our lives and when God's word says he's opened the heavens, I want to look inside. Do you think it's wrong to look inside? Because when I look inside, I'm encouraged. Oh, I know he's at work doesn't matter what the situation matters. doesn't matter what's happening in the family. doesn't matter what sickness maybe we're we're, we're facing. It doesn't matter when you look into the open heaven. The activity of heaven is dealing with it. God's very busy. He's dealing with it. And the other thing, the good news is that everything's under God's control. The second thing about the open window, the windows of heaven are open, is that the window releases the resources of heaven. Not only do we look inside, but the window open because of giving, because of love, because of our worship. There, there it is, there it is. And we see God's activity And God. And I will see if I will not open for you the windows of heaven And pour you out such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive. I don't think I've ever received such a blessing. And the only reason I haven't is I haven't made the room. It's there. There's a fullness of God. There's so much of God. There's so much that God wants to do for every one of us over this Christmas period. Let's make the room. Let's make the enlargement. And God says, you know, with with such certainty and he he really, you know, he says, look, prove me now. Okay, you bring your resources, your giving, your love into my storehouse and there'll be food for the world. There'll be food for my work. There'll be food for the kingdom of God. The act of giving provides for the maintenance of God's work in this world and links the two worlds in which we live, the natural and the spiritual, into one where we're able to bring heaven to earth in the lives of so many people. I want us to make room this morning, as I slowly come to a close, for God's blessing in its many forms, in its many facets to come into our lives. We're not told what that blessing is. It's just the word blessing. But isn't that a wonderful word? It's a full word. You can almost, it's an open checkbook. Blessing, God's blessing. We're not told what the blessing is, for it's dependent upon our individual needs and lives, but we are told the result of it. And the result of God's blessing is, That God says he's going to rebuke the devourer for your sakes. That which has tried to rob us, situations that have tried to rob us of all that God wants to do, God's going to rebuke. And God's rebuke means there's an end of that. That's part of God's blessing, that what's caused the problem and the situation that's got out of control, the, what, what the blessing will do, among other things, is that God's going to rebuke the devourer so that he will not destroy the fruit of the ground. You know, the fruit we work for, what we lay before in our Christian lives, our natural lives, as we try to serve God so often, we, 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 we feel maybe we're not getting that fruit. God's going to put a stop to it. That we can enjoy that fruit. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. And so there'll be fruit. And uh, then says the Lord of hosts. You know, the Lord of hosts is one of the mighty names. The mighty names, Lord, is Jehovah of hosts, means the, the commander, the leader the authority of the armies and resources of heaven. That's who told us that if we bring our gifts to our families, our lives, our church, our community, if we give love, God says, I'm going to open the windows of heaven. You can look inside. You'll find inside there's just so much activity going on. And sometimes we need to know that. Sometimes we need to know that. Sometimes we need to know. I know some months back I had some some issues I had to deal with. And at times it just seemed, God, you're doing nothing. But then when I peeped into the open heaven, there was a lot going on. There was a lot going on. And God promises to release and give us his blessing. Okay, um, yeah. The Lord of Hosts. You know, there's a verse in Proverbs ten twenty two that says it's a wonderful blessing that kind of tells us the, the essence of blessing. Um, it says, "The blessing of the Lord makes make of rich, makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it." And so, God's blessing upon our lives makes rich and adds no sorrow. And I want to tell you, as we just come to a close, that. We're going to pray in just a moment, and I believe God's going to release. You know what you need is. You know. You know what you want for Christmas. Not from your family, but from God. God's intervention. You know that healing that you want. You know that situation that's out of control. You know the heartache and the anger. You know. And God knows. And God says, make a bit of room this morning. Make enough room. For I'm going to release my blessing. Amen.